The future of music. 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 The future of music podcast. Hey there, once again, darn it. Uh, it is Ryan Withrow, and I have Jonathan Boyd, my wonderful co-host here. We are the Future of Music podcast, where we always show you how to survive and thrive in the future of music. I did that in two breaths. I'm really impressed, but I'm realizing I shouldn't have because that's that was tough. Uh, it was difficult, but I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. John, it's good to see you. Good to have you here. Good to have everybody listening as well. And this is a continuation. It's well, We're rolling into part two, because why not have two parts? Why not? But, John, let's, let's recap. Let, let's tell them what happened in the previous one a little bit and get them excited about this continuation of this little series that we got. Yeah, so as you said, this is part two, and we are actually talking about some really fun stuff around AI, as always. So American Songwriter actually asked AI for its top predictions about the future of the music industry. So in part one, if you haven't heard that yet, we covered uh, number one, two, and three. We really went deep on those, and in this one, we're going to go deep into the rest of them. So whatever that is, I can't count anymore because I haven't been in school for a long time, something like five, six, seven, something. whatever, somewhere around there. It's, it's, it's the rest of them. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's yeah, what we're going to talk about today. There's a number something, number or other thing, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. And if they didn't see it, I'll make sure to link it in the description, the first one that we had there. But that probably means that they're not subscribed if they didn't see it. So I need to remind them to subscribe, like, share, comment, do it all. And uh, on your podcast platform, make sure you follow us as well. We do these a lot and you're notified that way uh, all across the board on YouTube. If you're following us and making sure that you click that alert, you'll be notified every time. And then also with the streaming platforms, every time you log in, it'll pop us up as a new episode for you as long as you follow us there. So we want to make sure you hear this stuff. But yeah, let's just dive in. Let's go for it. So recap again, high level, americansongwriter.com asked AI for its top predictions for the music industry, not music AI, mm -hmm. Not like specific to what's going to happen with AI music, just, you know, mm -hmm. the music industry as we know it today. What is your prediction, Mr. Wonderful AI, on what's happening and what's what's going on? And we covered three of them, but the four that we're going to cover today, I'm really excited about, especially the last one, because it, it's really what uh, I think we're all about and why we're here mm -hmm. and i think it's the top one i think the easy one to just kind of like scrape out of there is is one of its first on this list streaming dominance so it predicted mm -hmm. that streaming platforms have become the primary way people consume music the trend is likely to continue and will shape how music is produced and marketed that's the key that i'm i'm really focused on too is that i've never considered something like spotify something like apple music as mm -hmm. like an actual marketing tool. I know we talk about uh, having algorithms. And when we were talking to Berenth, he was talking about how you have to manipulate a couple things in the algorithm to get a hit single. And there's a science mm -hmm. behind it. And But up until now, I never considered that the form of marketing in the music industry. We, we've always known it as albums, record labels, you know, maybe doing mm -hmm. some interviews or, or being on podcasts and doing tours. But this angle of streaming platforms starting to own the marketing angle for musicians is something we haven't thought of. So what are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually think that makes a lot of sense because marketing in general, wherever the people go is where the marketing goes. 
So, I mean, marketing just meets the people with where they're already at. And as we say, well, as AI just said, you know, streaming platforms have become the primary way that people consume music. I think that's pretty obvious to most people now. You go to Pandora, you go to Spotify, you go to YouTube, and streaming means you're just basically watching it in real time. Like it's downloading, uploading, whatever. It's it's all loading everything and it's going loading into your brain at the same time, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, that's that's pretty obvious now. Uh, so if all the people, like you said earlier, you're going to go to Spotify every single morning. I know a lot of people who say, yeah, I'm on Spotify every day. I'm on Pandora every day or whatever it is. If that's where the people are going, then naturally the marketing uh, t- tactics, if you will, or the, the, the marketing itself is going to move there as well. Cause that's where all the people are. And I'd also add that for artists, this is a huge benefit. I don't see anything negative here. Because back in the day, that model I talked about where you'd have to go on shows, you do interviews, you you'd, uh, mm-hmm. do press releases, all this VHS stuff. That was, tapes. <laughs> that was all record label led, right? You had that third party really managing that and you really didn't have a say. They were like, we're, we're the experts. Mm-hmm. We know what we're doing. We're going to do this. But this really puts it in our hands as artists. So though it's a skill you have to learn, it's a skill you should learn. But it's also you learning it and being able to roll it out mm-hmm. and really owning it yourself because it's simple to do. And you just have to start to educate yourself a little bit on that. And there's plenty out there to do so. Again, I, I mention him all the time. But Berenth, you look at Berenth and our interview with him. He's completely shifted to just doing singles and he's funding entire tours based on mm-hmm. doing it all by himself and mastering all that marketing stuff while still being a really incredible musician. It's possible. It's doable. Uh, I think that Alex Holtzworth uh, mentioned the next one a little bit as one of the reasons he's excited about technology. I think it was probably the only reason he was excited <laughs> about technology, but that's okay, right? Uh, so it's the social and cultural commentary ability. And I think mm-hmm. I'd weave in this community aspect as well that Alex really talked about on the podcast he was on. But it said, artists have often used their music to address social issues and express their views. This trend may continue as younger generations are increasingly engaged with societal and environmental challenges. Uh, And I think it goes beyond that, right? It goes beyond Mm -hmm. society and environment. I think it's always been that. I mean, tell me that uh, the Beatles back in the day weren't focused on really making a social impact. It's always happened. But I think mm-hmm. that my brain goes to the commentary side. So you'll see that there's this commentary. I also weave in community. So back in the day mm-hmm. for Beatles, they'd release it and people would listen and they'd talk amongst themselves. And after talking to Alex, what he's excited about is being able to put something out there or say something or record something mm-hmm. and still put it out there, but connect with the people directly that it connects with. So again, obvious I think this is an obvious answer from AI, but it mm-hmm. lends to what we're already thinking and predicting at this point in the previous episodes. Yeah. So I think it actually boils down to, if we want to zoom out, thinking about the difference between private conversations and public conversations. So what I mean is think about way back before there was electricity, uh, maybe you gathered in the town square or something and wh- whoever was doing the talking, maybe, you know, uh, somebody was there talking about, I don't know, some kind of societal issue or environmental issue or, or whatever the issues were at the time, a uh, political issue likely, 
you would have a certain audience within only within speaking range at that point, right? Maybe you get like a cone and literally expand your reach by a few meters or something like that. Uh, I'm in Europe right now. So for some reason I'm, you know, meters is appropriate. <laughs> if I was in the U S you know, it's different, but, um, it's, it's a matter of in, in those days, your reach, uh, is what they call it actually on social media. Now your reach and whatever audience you have is just there locally. So you have these private conversations that are private in relation to, it may be public in your local town square, but what about the next town? The next town knows nothing, hears nothing about what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And all the other towns on the planet hear nothing about what you're talking about. But now everything with the rise of social media, of course, now almost every conversation has become a public or a global conversation. And the, the reason I bring this up is because uh, talking about commentary, uh, talking about um, the community aspect, and we hear this idea of building an audience a lot, right? Well, whatever you're talking about, or, or music terms, whatever music you're putting out, now if it's on YouTube, it's a global thing, right? So if you're putting out a particular message, particular music, if you're talking about something in particular, certain people are going to resonate with that. So it's the same thing as and they're going to be attracted to you and they're going to start to kind of follow you. They literally call it the follow button, right? But if you think about it uh, back in, let's say the 1750s and you're talking in the town square, the people who want to hear what you have to say are going to walk closer to you. And if they really like what you have to say, maybe you keep talking like next weekend, the next weekend, et cetera, they're going to follow you, literally follow you around. So what we see with social media is nothing different than has ever existed. It's just a global version of that. You know what I mean? Truth. And I think you said meters. If you were in the States, you'd say miles. Uh, if you were in Ohio, where I was born and raised, you'd say minutes. Uh, that's how people, you know, that's, that's how, you know, somebody's from Ohio, they, they gauge distance in time. Uh, you know, that's just good. But in any event, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that it's a wonderful place that we're in with, with music, not just music, but I think musical reach for artists obviously is a part of it, but just community and conversation reach in general. And I only see that getting better and better and better and faster and faster and faster. Uh, as mm -hmm. new technology comes out. I mean, you remember the days of like no gig internet, like that's, I remember dial up internet, right? The, the speed at which we're able to communicate is growing and mm -hmm. the speed of the ability to have information right in front of you is always growing and it's going to continue. It always will. And mm -hmm. The majority of people will use that for the good and the social reach and and making sure that we have this cultural commentary going on. There's the other side, too. But the majority will make sure that uh, it's used for for the greater good, for sure. And I I'm for it. Um, now, with this, the other thing that it mentioned, I'm going to start with a conversation and ask, do you remember Jinko jeans? Do you remember those? Uh, oh, um, yeah, of course. Did you have some? I did not have any. I had too many. Uh, I had I had a lot of them. Uh, we'll make sure there's a picture for those of you that don't remember them. Uh, it's embarrassing to say I used to wear them all the time. But this was really popular, what, probably like late 90s, early 2000s, uh, I would yeah, say. They were really big. And my wife, who is always like, I don't know what to buy as far as like clothing at this point, because everything's coming back. Right. So everything in style from like 70s, 80s, 90s now is like the new thing again. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like I saw Jinko jeans having more like they're selling them again and wow. it's happening. But the AI is predicting the same for music. 
So Mm -hmm. the AI is predicting this nostalgia and retro influence to be coming back. And I think we saw this a bit uh, with The Weeknd, actually. The Weeknd had uh, that one song uh, and the the light one. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I'll put it in there. But it was all very synthwave. It was all like Mm -hmm. old school synthesizers in this new pop song that just took off. So it's saying nostalgia has always played a role in music. And in recent years, there has been a resurgence of retro influences from various decades. This trend may continue as new artists reinterpret classic sounds for contemporary audiences. So two things here. One, uh, do you agree with that? I I know that I kind of already gave away that I do. Uh, But Mm -hmm. number two, the other side is that we're talking about having other influences, but do we think that's going to be a part of this AI thing? Do we think that the AI music push and what's happening, do you think it's going to start to see that as well and start to dig into this retro nostalgic influence and start creating songs based on that as well? So on the artist, do you agree on the AI? What do you think? Yeah, so here's another one of my weird answers. Um, I think it's all about cycles and contrast. So you've seen a picture of a pie, right? If you can imagine a, a picture of a pie sliced up into maybe six or eight slices. Well, we have the phrase, what goes around comes around, right? So it, when something is, let's say, born for the first time or something new comes along the scene, like rock and roll, for example, started to come on the scene in the 50s and 60s and when it, when it started getting popular, right? Rock and roll didn't exist before that. So that's let's say that's the first slice in this pie. And then by the time we advance, quote, advance through the decades and we go through different genres, you know, we eventually have things like soul and uh, funk and, you know, disco and then 80s hair metal and things like that. And we go through these different phases, which are kind of like different slices of the pie. But basically what goes around comes around, right? By the time you go all the way around the circle, you have these different categories, which are different slices in the pie. You eventually get back to the same thing and it starts over again. The cycle starts over again. So the reason why I mentioned uh, cycles is because, I mean, everything, this is a deep topic, but everything works in cycles. And eventually you kind of discover in terms of music, in this case, this works the same way for everything, but let's talk about music. You kind of discover all of what are going to be the main genres. And by that time you've been around the pie, you know, you discovered all the slices and now it's time to, to revisit the first one again. That's why I bring up contrast. So we know that people get tired of the same old thing and you start to tune it out. So when things are uh, tuned out, what you need is contrast, aka something different. So let's say the Beatles, for example, uh, somebody who you know listened to a bunch of Beatles in the '60s, and whatever they they just totally went for the Beatles, listened to it every day, etc. And then maybe got tired of it. Then they needed something else. Or rock music, you know, started to transform into uh, these different types. Of course, we have blues, we have funk, we have R and B. Uh, we need some kind of contrast and those contrasts are uh, influenced from other things that people see, other ideas that people see. So maybe uh, gospel like R&B is kind of a mix of, let's say, gospel and rock music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very similar. So you're just kind of it's almost like a tree growing. You're branching out literally. Uh, but instead of a tree, you know, a tree keep, keeps growing in one direction. By the time we go through all the main genres of music and then we finally come back around to what you're saying, you know, nostalgia, retro influences, et cetera, um, the, the, just like clothing styles come around, just like the idea of records. Records are now kind of in a resurgence period. Um, the same thing happens with music. The only difference is the, the, the old thing that is now new again 
is influenced by the the modern influences. So of course, the things that come back around again, like you say, like uh, maybe old retro tones, retro sounds, retro, you know, classic ideas. Yes, they're coming back around because it's more contrast just the next piece of the pie that we're moving to, but also the, the state of technology has advanced, uh, you know, from the first period that that all that stuff existed. Right. So of course it's going to be influenced in my opinion, of course, AI is going to influence it. Of course, um, the different artists, you know, it, it's all going to be kind of a, a new mix of the same old thing. I like it. And I, I would say that the easier way that was going through my brain of, of saying that is we're revisiting it with a brand new set of eyes in that way. So we've been through this entire process and now we come back and we're like, man, what could I have done knowing what I know now to that first thing I did? I wonder, I wonder if I could make it even better. So let me give it a shot. And then it's like moving on to that next, like, okay, that went pretty well. What Mm -hmm. about the next one? What about the next one? What about the next one? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I think we're hearing this a lot. If you listen to any radio station that's like modern pop stuff. Now you start to hear repeating themes, uh, even like composition wise, people are pulling old melodies out and, and recomposing pieces around it and using them. Uh, I mean, who just won a Grammy for redoing a version of blue, right? By what is it? Eiffel 65. Wasn't that who did that back in the day? Yeah, they just wow. like they took that melody and made an entire dance track to it and sang new vocals to it. Same melody, but won a Grammy like it's coming back. It's going to. And also, I think there's a lot of science back there that says we resonate with that as well. So there's mm-hmm. there's a high likelihood of us hearing something very similar to something we loved way back when and going, man, I forgot about this. I really like this. Yeah. Uh, but the big one, let's end on this. It's the reason we do the podcast uh, a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we do it for many things, but one of the reasons, one of the key ones is keeping up on this AI stuff and tech in terms of music. So mm-hmm. personalization and AI generated content was its big, like, this is going to make a big impact. Um, AI mm-hmm. may play a larger role in music creation, assisting artists in composing, generating backing tracks, and even customizing music for individual listeners. All stuff that we talk about and we know is happening, but it's just one of those realizations when the AI itself tells you this is the main thing. Like this was the main point that it said is going to be geared toward the next steps in the future of the music industry, AI and AI generated content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that all seven of these things are exactly what we've been talking about before. We've definitely hit on all of these and and kind of gone through uh, even deeper actually with each one. But then- you know, later we find out that AI actually says the exact same things. So sounds like we're on the right track. It's on the same track. And I agree. Uh, we're already seeing this. So music creation, uh, assisting artists with composing, writing things, even though it may not be great yet, uh, generating backing tracks, which is already pretty good. And, you know, customizing music for individual listeners. Well, Spotify already does that. You know, Pandora already, has already done that for years, right? So of course, these things are already happening. They're not going away at this point. I think everybody knows that. And they're only going to get a little bit better. The question that I have actually is what's next after that. But yes, on this point, I definitely agree. Yeah. A uh, total takeover is, is the next step. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They own this new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, total they, takeover. they own all the music of life. Uh, that's what it is. Um, Perfect. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, 
I know I'm excited for it. It's why we're here. We, we really like the topics. We like covering this stuff. It also gives me a really good excuse to be like, no, 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 I'm working when I'm being a total nerd at 9 p.m. and looking up all the latest articles on music technology and, and AI development as well. But that's why we're here. So we'll continue to be here as well. And we'd love to hear your input on everything that we discussed and your thoughts of these predictions. Are they on track? Are they on point? Do you disagree? We're fine with hearing disagreements. All right. Feel free. We are human. It's all right. You can do that. But you can't do it unless you subscribe. So make sure that you like, subscribe, uh, you click the alerts, and you share with anybody that you think would find value in this. And we'll keep bringing you all the information. I know coming up, uh, we've got some incredible episodes coming up, some amazing guests. And I'm just going to tease that as well. Some that I think I'm really excited about and some that I think, John, you're really excited about. And we'll just leave it there. Open loop it for everybody. So until next time, thanks for being here. We really do appreciate you all for listening and watching. And we will see you next time on the Future of Music podcast.